Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 75. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here once again to share our hearts with you. All the things that are going on in the lives of Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft and this wonderful family of Ravenscrafts that we try to manage to a certain degree. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about whether or not are we overprotective parents. That's funny. Yesterday I felt like it was managing me more than <laughs> I was managing it. You so were losing it yesterday. Was. What was going on with you? I- I cannot, I cannot tell you because I do not know. It was so um, funny. I never in my life ever had my wife come to me and say, "Cliff, let's go to lunch. I want you to help me put together a schedule for my life." Well, and then we get in the car, and I'm like, "I just don't even want to talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole I other was, story. It is, you, but it was, it was just a weird day for me. I, I couldn't, yeah. And I've never come to you and asked you to, you know. Well, what I loved was that, like, I started writing it out, and you're like. That's just not going to work. That's not going to work. You want my help. <laughs> Let me show you how we write down a calendar. So Cliff wrote it out, which you still have to type it up, right? Yeah, you we, said you would put it in calendar form for Yeah, me. we're going to go to Google Calendar, and I'm going to create you a separate calendar for your routine. Right. And that way you can hide it and open it anytime you want, but it'll be your routine, and you can change it and tweak it. But, because uh, I'm, at, I'm at a place, in, I'm at a stage in life right now, going through this life stage that... I'm just, I'm constantly busy. And if I'm not prioritizing and I'm not scheduling what I'm going to do when, nothing's ever going to get done except for the running here and there. Exactly. You know, so it's just, my, my everything in my being is fighting against it. You know, I know. that, right? Yes, everything I do. in my being is fighting against it, but um, it's the only way to have order in our house. And so therefore it must be. Right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's still it's it's difficult it is yes i my 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 philosophy is that if you if you don't have a, a calendar or a schedule or some idea of how you're going to organize your life then then unfortunately what i have found for myself and this may not be true for everybody but my my day dictates what i do whereas when i get up in the morning and i have a plan for the day I have some control over that plan. Now, things may come up, and I recognize that, and my plan must always be flexible to given to the, the, the demands and urgency of the day. But when I sit down and put my schedule into place, I'm always thinking of what is the priority here. Right. When, when things just come up, there's no, thi- there's no question of priority. It's just like, whoa, this needs to be done, and whoa, you need it right now. And that means no matter, well, because I don't have anything written down, I just know I got a lot of stuff to do. Well, then the, then the urgent always takes precedence Absolutely. over the, uh, over the priorities. Right. This is why the urgent takes a precedent over the important. Ex- that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. And so what I found is that, you know, this is how I can actually get two weeks behind. I'm supposed to send out invoices to my clients and I don't send those invoices right. out because I never sat down and, and said, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. And I get away from that. Schedule. I was so frustrated with you in having to, and, and here's the thing is that I don't mind helping you with the financial part of this business. I really don't. It has to do with some numbers. I actually kind of like it a little bit, but you get so stressed that you drive me crazy. And then you're two weeks behind, which makes you more stressed, which makes you drive me crazy more, which is me, not you. I'm admitting that that's my problem. I needed to just breathe and deal with it. But at one point, I'm like, look, nobody holds my hand while I do my work. You know, nobody's upstairs holding my hand while I'm washing the dishes or, you know, pretending to fold the laundry. Pretending to fold the laundry. Well, I'm not going to say while I'm folding the laundry when clearly I haven't done it in like four weeks, you know, because nobody hold my hand. So why do it? And (laughs) I was just so frustrated. I needed to just take a breath and say, you know what? This has got to get done. And if it's easier for him to get it done, if I'm sitting in the room, then I will stay up late and sit in the room. And it worked. And it worked. We got it done. And I have now been paid for the month of September. Which was very nice. For the month of August, I should say. So Megan asked me, Megan asked me, um, 
yesterday, uh, we had plans to have our home team, which is our small group Bible study that meets in our home. Um, our friend turned 21, and so we had plans for everyone to come over to our house, and we were going to have dinner. Well, I had told the kids on Tuesday, I'm like, look, if dad doesn't pay himself, I'm going to have to cancel because he, there's not enough money to buy the stuff that it takes to make the food. And um, for for a party of people, I mean, right. we could have fed ourselves, but um, but not the same thing. <laughs> we couldn't have had lasagna. Anyway, so I get in the car or I pick the kids up from school and um, Megan says, so mom, did you have to cancel tonight? I said, no, baby. Daddy finally paid himself. She goes, oh, that's right. You stayed up late and helped him. (laughs) (laughs) I said, yes, honey, I did. Well, I want to say thank you so much because it means a lot to me to know. know, It's it's just that that's one of the most. It's not your thing. It's just not my thing. It's It's a part of the it's a part of the business that has to get done. But it's not where your passion lies. Exactly. Right. And and you know this. And if whole, I ever had free time, I would go back to school and be your accountant. Right. I would and do I, that for you. And people say, "Well, Cliff, why don't you delegate that?" And then, and and I trust. Well, them. the thing is, we tried, and they keep screwing it up. <laughs> I have I have so done that, and you know it's you know two thousand dollar mistake here, yeah. two thousand dollar mistake here. Uh, you know the thing is, of unfortunate or not unfortunate, fortunately. I've not let go of it completely. Right. You know, otherwise I've, we would be broke. Uh yeah. We would be majorly right, in the but, red. Uh had I not said, you know, hey, what's going on with this or hey, why hasn't this happened or right. what and and it finally we got it all worked out, but that that's a whole nother show somewhere else right. not. But no, I was heart, so but. I was so frustrated with you that night and then that led into my yesterday and I, I couldn't get it. I really, I felt like it was managing me. And uh, Professor Allen typed in the chat room, schedule is to time as budget is to money. And I have to say that I fought the budget for a long time. Yeah. You know, we've been doing a budget for like six years and I'm just now good at it. You know, and that, I still screw it up sometimes, you know. That is a great analogy because if you think about it, I mean, you just imagine all the things that you put off, put off, put off. And then all of a sudden you feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. Because not that you have debt that you owe all these different people for when you are buying things you couldn't afford. But here you are. You basically have a debt of time. It's yeah. like you know, you've made all these commitments to all these things and you have no time to accomplish any of them. Right. And deadlines are weighing you down. It's no different than getting paid very well and then all of a sudden at the end of the payday you have no, no money, money left and then still people are trying to track you down right absolutely like, when are you going to get this done remember you promised me that you'd do this you still haven't done that and so yeah i i, I really do believe in schedules and oh. so i'm excited for you that that and and not that you need to schedule out your day in the same way that i do Right, which is what you tried to do, which is kind of funny. Well, it's, it's on paper. Yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll put it down as it's as always a, easier on paper as a suggested guideline for that that you can fit into, but you can tweak it as much as you want. I will tell you, I got in a full hour run this morning. That's awesome. Um, which was important to me. It, it was that hour. However, it was it's just important to me. And um, so what was I going to say? I don't know. Schedule? I don't. It's totally gone. Okay. Yesterday, I was so behind. I think I only got to run for like 35 minutes because and I started my day at, I started my day at 545. I got up at 545, woke the kids up at 630, somewhere between 630 and 830, everything went to crap and the kids were nearly late for school. They weren't late. But I'm sure they had to speed walk to their class. And it's just, it, I was just so frustrated. I was frustrated with myself. And, well, no, that wasn't, was that yesterday? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Tuesday was way behind too, but that's a whole other story. So anyway, I want to talk on, on a happier note. Okay. Is that um, I did run this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my stride back. I'm back to five miles. Congratulations. Thank you. Five miles um, within 60 minutes. Within 60 minutes. Okay. Within under 60 minutes, actually, which felt really good. And, um, <laughs> yeah, number 4780, okay. you know, that do you run? Yeah, probably, but that's probably. fine. It, for you Stephanie, know. it is, it's, it's just as much running as, as running right. can be for her. And so I'd run outside if I could, but it, it really, really bothers my knee. And what should I call it? Yeah. Do you, do you have something else that I should call it? 
No, I, I, then I think it's I okay for you to call it running because what it's done is it, it is your cardio workout. It is, you know, you are actually in a have, running motion as far as, as, as what you would do and, uh, doing the elliptical. Okay. okay. But, but I think you're fine calling it running to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, because what the whole goal here isn't to, to, to say, ha, look at what I'm doing. Right. It's, I am intentionally physically active and I've done it for this for this length of period of time. And if I were on pavement, I would have gone this far. And uh, I think that I think that's excellent. And okay. the fact that you've lost uh, nearly 50 pounds. I'm on on Saturday. I should be able to actually say that I've lost 50 pounds. Right. But we'll see what Saturday holds. So um, yeah. but I did um, the elliptical for. You ran on the elliptical. It was just under, you know, my, my heart rate was at 163. Yeah. It was as close to running as I'm going to get um, today and came home and I had a slight problem. Mm-hmm. And that is that we are having an amazing fall day. It's a little cloudy out, but the it, it's fall weather. Yeah. Well, last fall I was an extra large and this fall I'm a medium. <laughs> so I kind of have a clothing issue. Right. We'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> you know, I was going to save this for pursuing a balanced life, and 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 I ask for forgiveness of in, in advance for sharing this here and also in uh, the pursuing a balanced life in a little bit. But this will just be one section of it. I went to the doctor because I'm not feeling too well. Right. And number one, my doctor was completely blown away by the amount of weight that I lost. He had no idea. He's like, how'd you do it? You know, and, and he was just wondering if I has taken, you know, come some kind of dietary supplement. And I'm like, I explained to him, I changed my eating habits completely, uh, that I eat only the Mediterranean style foods, Mm -hmm. uh, that they eat in the Mediterranean area, um, which is fruits and vegetables, whole grains, uh, beans and rice, uh, or yeah, those and lean meats like chicken, and and also nuts. Yes. And so I explained it. I said those are I've cut almost all processed food out of my diet. And not only that, but I walk between four to seven miles each day, five days a week. And uh, so he was completely blown away by that. But the most amazing thing, Stephanie, is that I went in and for the last 15 years of my life, every time I've gone to the doctor, I've been extremely ill because uh, I don't like to go to the doctor if I don't right. have to. And they have always done my blood pressure when I go in. And I've always been told that I had borderline blood pressure. And they always make you like totally, they's like, you need to do that. You need to check that, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is, this is pretty serious. A couple of years ago, they actually even put me on medication, a small amount of medication for blood pressure. And over time, I was gaining more weight and they increased that dosage. It got to the point where one of the sinus side effects of that blood pressure medicine was sinus drainage, and it was causing me to have more upper respiratory infections. Right. And I'd finally just quit taking it. It's they like, were pretty I, much constant, not yeah. just more. They were just... It was just yeah. year round. And so I, I just... I completely stopped taking the medication, which was completely unadvisable, and I don't suggest anybody else do it, but, you know, I, I'm like, I just can't... I'd rather be sick than you know this you know with high blood pressure within this this is ridiculous and well anyway for the first time in 15 years i went into the doctor and i am sick so my blood pressure because i'm sick is probably elevated right but i went in they checked my blood pressure and it was normal it was actually 132 over 85 and um i asked her i said you know is it normal like borderline and she goes, no, it, it's it's just normal. And I'm like, no way. That right. is awesome. So congratulations. Although I know the 85 is right at that level, right. but still, I wasn't over any of the the like you know the guidelines exactly. Right. So well, congratulations. Yeah, it's Thank cool. You. I I think that you know it's it's fun to see it's fun to see the physical aspects of um of the hard work. You know. It, it, it's fun to look in the mirror and not really know who I'm looking at. Yeah. That, that's kind of fun. And the other day I was at your parents' house and I caught a picture of myself mm-hmm. um, on the wall and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and I, you know, I said to Megan or no, I said, Megan heard me and I said, 
I said out loud and Megan heard me. I said, um, I can't believe I was that fat <laughs> because for me, that's what that was. That's what I see when I look at those pictures of myself and Megan corrected me. She told me I was never fat, but, um, and then I was always beautiful. She's such a good encourager. She is. But, um, so yeah, I mean, it's fun to see the, the physical changes in our bodies, but I think that it's even more exciting to see the health changes right. that are coming along with that. Kimberly's in our chat room. She says, I think you both look great. And while I'm a runner on a treadmill, my doctor would love me to use the elliptical. I think it's fine that you call it running. Uh, I I don't know what KWYM means. Uh, but anyway, she'll probably put that in in just a second. And she says, when I hear Stephanie say that she ran five miles or whatever, uh, it, uh, you know what I mean is, okay, that's what it means. Okay. She says, and when I hear Stephanie say that she went running for five miles, it always motivates me to get back onto the treadmill. So it's very motivational and that's exactly right. Um, and sometimes I go out and I'll do a walk, uh, you know, a fast walk Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll do a jog, but, um, you know, I, I sometimes call what I do as jogging as running. And I know that technically I'm not running either, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's just what I call it. I right. mean, you know, anything that is above, you know, 3.5 miles per hour for me is that's running. Right. And I have to tell you that um, for me, that's running. for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we recently we recently um, purchased the album. Um, now, that's what I call music. Is that? Yes. Is so that the part, name of the yeah, album? Yeah, we went and bought okay. the entire album. Because we could only get, um, we were on the look for the clean version of Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas. But you cannot find it to buy it um, alone. You could only get it on this on this um, this album. So we bought the entire album off of, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you need motivation to run, this is a great song to do it to. Yep. Um, Anyway, so I listened to the whole CD today. Yeah. And it's it's a very good workout CD. Is it? Yeah. All of them are um, upbeat and keep you going. And then the ones that there were a couple on there that weren't, and I just skipped over them. Right. I just skipped over them. Stephanie and I are totally addicted to this song right here. I got that hit to beat the block. You can get that bass song below. I got that rock and roll. That future flow. That digital spit. Next level visual. I got that boom, boom, boom. How to beat bang. I like that boom, boom, pow. Them chickens jogging my style. They try to copy my swagger. I'm on that next now. I'm sold 3,008. You sold 2,000 and late. I got that boom, boom, boom. That future right. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah, I'm That's so, all we can play I'm, of that. I'm so addicted to that song. It's it's rather sad. Yes. But, um, <laughs> It's great. Of course, we you know the the reason why we ended up spending like twelve ninety nine right. for the entire album because you could only buy that version of that song. You can only buy the clean version on that album. You had to buy the entire album. Yeah. They now they have like fifty other versions of that song, and every one of them have all the cursing and stuff right. in. So, so it was <laughs> to a bluegrass mix. Yes. Sorry. Um. But it's a it's an the. I like the entire CD. It was very good to work out to today. Yeah. It really was. I enjoyed it. Well, the, the I don't like, I mean, I listened, I was working last night. I worked late last yes. night and I was working and listened to the entire CD as okay. well. And I'll be honest with you, there's some lyrics and well, stuff that's what that I was, are that's very what I was, questionable. That's what I was getting ready to say. I'm not, you know, all of the lyrics I'm not a fan of. But the music is yeah. is very upbeat. So it, there are still some that I forwarded through just for personal preference. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it was good. I'm addicted to Halo by Beyonce. Really? Yeah, I really like that song. <laughs> I'd heard it before, but right now I keep playing it over and over again. So anyway, um, let let's move into some other discussion here because Absolutely. I have um, well, first of all, we have some audio feedback from Chrissy yes, that I, I'd love to play. So okay. let's see what Chrissy had to say. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Chrissy from Long Island, and this message is for family from the heart. Um, I just got uh, last month plus membership, and I went back and listened to some of the old family from the hearts, and I listened to the series on the five love languages, which I really enjoyed, and I went out and I bought from Mardell.com 
the five love languages for singles, since I'm single, and I'm really enjoying that about halfway through. And now I'm listening to your series about too much stuff, which I'm also really enjoying. Um, I had already started cleaning out some clutter, um, but I'm going to keep working on that. And uh, I was listening to it on the way home tonight, and I came home and cleaned my kitchen. So thanks for the, in, thanks for the inspiration, and thanks for the shows. Bye-bye. Chrissy, thank you so much for the feedback. Absolutely. And I think I need to go back and re-listen to too much stuff because no matter how much I throw out, they bring like four things in. Yeah. Definitely we've brought some additional things in since it, that it's series. It's insane. Um, this morning, I couldn't even open our closet door because the kids have put some stuff on the floor in our closet. Megan you has. You can reach the closet door? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, because I dumped the mountain onto the bed. Actually, they're so, the clothes are sorted by person now. Okay. So it will be easier to manage when I get up there to, to put it away. That's cool. Because it is sorted by person. Very awesome. But yeah, too much stuff was, was an awesome um, experience in our house. And um, somewhere along the way, we forgot what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Need to get back to that. We do. We do. And of course, th- th- that's the one thing that I feel very strongly about when we're here at, um, you know, in front of the microphone that we share a lot of information and we share a lot of things that we strive for. Uh, and I really believe in practicing what you preach mm-hmm. and putting things, not just, you know, talking about them, but in applying them to our right. lives. And And I love, that's one of the things I love about putting things out there. We are surrounded by such a great uh, community of people who have invested in relationships with you and I on an individual level who have the ability to, in a very loving way, remind us of the things that we've shared. And sometimes it's just as simple as saying, hey, I've been listening and I've been really blessed and I've taken action based upon some things that you've shared. It's like... Oh, what a wonderful reminder that we need to get back at that <laughs> as well. What a wonderful reminder that um, our toy room looks like it exploded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exploded. Uh, and, and that's an understatement. But, you know, the other day, Megan, um, Megan had gotten something new from her ride home from Tennessee with Mamma and Papa. And so on, I think it was on Tuesday, she said, should I just throw this away? And I said, well, Megan, why would you just got it? Why on earth would you throw it away? She goes, because I don't have anywhere to put it. And I'm like, hmm, well, if there were things, if we didn't have a place for everything in our house, th- everything would be garbage. Yeah. Nothing in our house has a place. Yes. You know, if we waited around till everything had a place, we wouldn't have anything. Right. And that's a problem. That, yeah. uh, that's what I'm saying. That That's a problem. We have too much. We do. Otherwise, there would be places to put things. <laughs> Hence the need to revisit the decluttering yes. series. Yes. I feel so alone in that venture, though. Yeah. I do. Our kids are pack rats. (laughs) Well, let's move on. So we're moving on, actually, into the overprotective. Yes, we are. And before we do that, I just want to say a very special thank you to a certain Mardell.com. M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Head over there. Buy all your Christian books, CDs, DVDs, um, and apparel and homeschooling supplies, Sunday school curriculums for your church, all of that stuff. Just fill up your shopping cart and, of course, use promo code GSPN to get 10% off and to communicate to Mardell.com that you appreciate their Plus membership here. But don't you use the promo code and check out, not in the shopping cart? Yes. Okay. Actually, no. You use no? it in the shopping cart, not, not in checkout. checkout. Okay. Exactly. I always forget which way it is, and I know I confuse people, but... That's fine. They'll just look for it. And, okay. And it's really cool. And by the way, Chrissy said that she bought the five love languages yes. from Mardell.com. Absolutely. So we really, really appreciate that, Chrissy. All right. So Maggie wrote in our forum, and she says something. So I found something. So I found an interesting article about kids not being outside as much. It had some, it had an interesting title, which the title, by the way, is it's disgusting. How to Lick a Slug. Yeah. And Ew. it's from the New York Times, and I've gonna I'll put a link to the entire article in the show notes when I actually post the show notes for today. Uh, but will you read the just a little bit mm-hmm. here that I have uh, pulled out of the article to put into the notes today? 
Children for a thousand generations grew up exploring fields, itching with poison oak, and discovering the hard way what a wasp nest looks like. That's no longer true. Paul, a fourth grader in San Diego, put it this way. I like to play indoors better because that's where all the electrical outlets are. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, can I just, before I finish, can I just say that's not actually true because we have an electrical outlet at the front of our house uh-huh. for like um, weed whacking and stuff, anything that would use any yard work equipment that would use in an outlet. And um, our son will plug his DS in <laughs> Yes, he will. He goes and sits <laughs> and, on the front porch. And play with the neighbor kid. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, Paul. Um, okay, Paul was quoted in a thoughtful book by Richard, is it Love? Love. Love. Um, last Child in the Woods, that argued that baby boomers may constitute the last generation of Americans to share an intimate familial Familial. attachment to the land and water. Only 2% of American households now live on farms, compared with 40% in 1900. Suburban childhood childhood that once meant catching snakes in fields now means sanitized video play dates scheduled a week in advance. One study of three generations of nine-year-olds found that by 1990, the radius from house from the house in which they were allowed to roam freely was only one-ninth as great as it had been in 1970. Okay, so basically they did a study of nine-year-olds. Right. Over the course of, couple, of several years, and they found that the distance at which a child was allowed to roam from their their own home had it was one ninth of what it used to be right and that's kind of what i i wanted to talk about here um i don't know if we even need to go into the free range um um article or not but this is what i i wanted to ask is are we over protective parents and when i say we i'm talking about stephanie and i right here is the scenario I grew up as a child all over the place, by the way, uh, but I recall when I was in kindergarten and in first grade, I recall living in Clifton, mm-hmm. all right? And in Clifton, and when I was in school- Which is a suburb of Cincinnati. It's a suburb of Cincinnati. And when I was in school, I remember my parents walking me to the top of one street. In Actually, no, in kindergarten, they walked me to school. In first grade, however, uh, I remember them walking me to a certain point, And then I walked an entire street to the school by myself. And by the time I was in second grade, I recall walking out the door and walking to school on my own, which was no less than five city blocks away from my house. All right. Mm -hmm. Now this is second grade. Now at this point, Matthew is now in third third grade. Megan is in fourth grade. And I don't feel I, I, so far I have not felt comfortable saying you can go anywhere beyond the street that's right in front of our house. And that's only if we know where you're going and when you're coming back. Right. You know, they they don't have that opportunity to, quote unquote, roam freely down to the opposite end of, you know, that street. Uh, and they don't have the freedom to roam, you know, beyond just a s- several houses in our own street. Whereas when I was in third grade, okay, I'm trying to think about this. When I was in third grade, I was, I would get up in the morning, I would be able to hop onto my bike and I'd be able to literally pedal myself all over the neighborhood and be hanging out in the woods and, you know, basically playing with fire and, and doing all kinds of other things, you know, exploding GI Joe for figures with, uh, L 80, uh, fireworks and, <laughs> and all kinds of other stuff that I probably shouldn't be doing in the third grade, but I was. And I remember just not needing to be home until it was pretty much dark, uh, unless I wanted to come home and grab a bite to eat for lunch uh, but as long as I was home for dinner time, everything was good. And never, re- I mean, obviously I did some things that were silly and some stupid and, and, and stuff like that, but I'm still living today. Right. <clears throat> and I'm just wondering, 
And, and I, I definitely noticed that, you know, thinking about where I was when I was in the third grade, or especially the fourth grade, gosh, by fourth grade, I was walking all the way to Mary Queen of Heaven by then. Right. Myself. Right. And, it was and, a good distance. And this was a Catholic school, and it was about a mile away. And it wasn't just a mile, but I was crossing major highways to get there and walking down uh, streets with no sidewalks where it was all factories and 18-wheelers, uh, you know, browse, you know, busting by and everything. So, I mean, it was pretty crazy some of the things that I was allowed to do. And I, and I look at our children and sometimes I ask myself, you know, if Matthew gets on his bike and says, hey, you know, can I go for a bike ride? My question is, why don't I give him the permission to just go ahead and take his bike and just ride all the way down to the other end of the neighborhood and ride back? Do I really see a problem with that? And if if so, you know, why do I feel anxious about doing that? You know, obviously things are a little different today than things were back then. At least it seems that way. The question is, is it? What do you think? I don't know. I, honestly, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I know Ken is saying in the chat room, things have changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Filtering Amy says, I totally agree, Tony Alani. So I don't remember what Tony was saying. I think uh, our I, parents were underprotective. Underprotective, <laughs> but okay. But we are a bit overprotective, is what she says. Okay. So, you know, th- this is something I, I just wonder. You know, I, I'm wondering if... My here's my fear. Let me just tell you my fear. My fear more than our kids getting into trouble or running into some issues out in the neighborhood. My my greater fear, I think, is are we allowing our children to develop a sense of independence? Because I don't want our children at the age of 18, you know, walking out the door if they happen. Well, first of all, I don't want our children walking out the door of our home at age 25. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, if I've done my job right, that won't happen. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You know, I want them to be able to go out and experience things right. and to have some, Absolutely. to have some freedom. Right. And my to question make some to choices you, well, hold on. on. My question to you is, have you met our children? Yeah. Okay. Um, our little four year old, fiercely independent i don't think you're gonna have to worry about her hanging around here till she's 25 okay okay point made she will be out of here like four hours before she turns 18 if we let her but she's always under the well i don't know if she's always under the constant supervision that's the problem she probably (laughs) needs to be Okay. okay yeah um and and that i think that that is because she's so fiercely independent she i i was telling someone this the other day um i thought Megan was independent. I honestly did. She was our first baby. She was, she's been strong-willed since day one. I thought she was the most independent child I had ever met. And then God laughed at me and sent me McKenna because she, you've totally zoned out. You're not even listening. No, I'm listening. Independent. I, there are sometimes when I just don't even know if I am, Hurting her by keeping her so tightly wound on this little mom leash or if she's not tightly wound enough around this unit there. I'm still struggling with what that balance is for her. And I know she's only four. So please don't send me those emails. I I know that we're still figuring that out. Um, The balance. Not that she's four. We've known that for a while. But um, with Megan... So Megan has that that independent nature. She is a self thinker. She's except for in the morning, she's a self starter. <laughs> and um so she she has that that independent nature and now I'm at a place where I'm ready to start letting her use it and and experience things. But um I, I'm okay with them walking down the street. I, I am. I'm comfortable with that. And I think that they know that I trust them. It's other people that, that I don't trust. See, there that, that now this is that leads us into something that I because I was used and taken advantage of in a place where I felt safe in my own home where I should have been safe. 
Right. Okay. So this needs to be their safe place. But when they go out there, they need to know that not everything is safe and they need to know how to deal with it when it's not. Right. But the question is, is it possible to to train them and to teach them and have these conversations and allow them a little bit more freedom to go out and trust that they'll make right decisions and that they'll, you know, that's what our job is. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's to teach them and train them and trust that they'll make right decisions. So, so when I was in second grade walking a couple blocks to school, when I lived in Clifton, I remember, you know, they, the school always had programs where they had, you know, whatever McGruff, the crime dog. Right. Right. And he says, listen, you never, you know, car pulls over and, and talks to you and a stranger asks you, you know, do you want to ride to school? You know, you say no, you know, and, and I re- I remember having cars pull over from time to time occasionally and saying, hey, do you need a ride to school? Right. I mean, I remember having that happen and yeah. I, I, I did exactly what I was told to do. I ran. I did not answer no. Yes. I ran, ran. Right. from the situation. Right. Well, and, and I think now nowadays, it, I'm sorry, I can't take the heat in here. It's so hot. Um. I just took my jacket off for those of you listening later. <laughs> That's all. Um, but but today it goes so much more than, you know, someone just pulling the car over and asking you if you want to ride or, you know, they do you want a piece of candy? You know, can I do this? Can I do can you help me find my dog? I can't find my dog, you know. And I remember sitting down with our kids a, a very long time ago and explaining to them that a stranger is someone that they don't know. Uh-huh. You know, I think that um, we had someone in our life who was always talking about strangers and talking to the kids and kind of had built it up in this like monster kind of way, you know, right. that it was just going to be strangers are scary people. Right. And that's not the case. No. Strangers are anyone that you don't know. And even if even if mommy and daddy know them and you haven't met them yet, they're a stranger to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you have us as that guide to kind of, you know, if it's if you're in a situation where we know the person. So, but if you're out and you don't know them and they're talking to you, you run. Right. Y- you run. You know, I've had this conversation with them and you have to tr- trust that they will make right decisions. This leads me to something. And of course, the the whole idea is that I I think there comes a time and obviously I think there are some age appropriateness to a lot of these things but there comes a time when our children start reaching a certain age that we begin to say okay have we trained them to the point where it's necessary and there has to be some trust that is extended to our children to allow them to to flex those wings you know what i'm saying yeah before they're expected to just go out and fly you know are we allowing them to flex their wings and even make some mistakes, but still makes mistakes that's not going to harm them for life. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense? So, yes, it does. So I, I, and I just wonder, because I, I know as a child, I had so much of that. I had so much freedom. But at the same time, and I, and I can't remember who it is now, but I've been trying to kind of keep an eye on the chat room. But somebody says, you know, I may be seen, I, I may actually be seen as overprotective by many but at the same token, a lot of the people who would call me overprotective, I I look at their parenting and I would consider it myself. I don't know who she was, but um, neglectful. Uh, she, I, I was I the cons- word she used. Yeah, I considered them to be neglective in a mm-hmm. way. Now I'm not sure that I I was neglected as a child, but uh, <clears throat> but I certainly was given some freedoms, and I did some things that were pretty darn stupid. Yeah. I mean, they're hands down. But when it all comes down to it, I I may have done some really immature, very stupid things, but I still had a head on my shoulder that helped me deal with but those situations. But you knew they were wrong. Exactly. And and also, when I did something wrong, I always made sure that I, I, I covered my track. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that when I did something wrong, I didn't just leave it. You know, if I screwed something up, I ended up having to tell. Right. You know, say, hey, I really screwed this up. So, um, you know, I, it's basically Edith says, I think your parents and my parents, Cliff, were not as aware of the dangers that we are today. And this is true. I, there's definitely a lot more information that flows. And, and this is where I, I'm a little bit concerned about the thought of just tossing it out that times are different today. Right. Because I, I personally don't see that. Okay. 
I, I don't see that things are – now, I think that things are – let me just say this. I, I'm going to th- toss this out and tell you uh, and see what you think, Steph. I think our kids are at more danger inside our home than they are walking through the neighborhood and, and, and hanging out with friends all day long. Do you know what I mean by that? I think I do, but go ahead. If they're at home, they may be sitting in our home. Now, you and I have a rule that the, tel- or that the computer sits out in a public space. But is it or is it not possible for them to be on the computer and with our supervision being ha- having chat room conversations with somebody that they think is a friend from school or right. or a friend from somewhere? And those conversations can lead to. And giving- Megan and I have talked about that. Exactly. And so but I, I think there's more danger in allowing kids to use, you know, some not trust me, I'm not afraid of technology. And we've talked about that before. But I'm just saying that I think there's more danger in that than allowing the kids to say, you know, hey, it's summertime, you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, you need to be back here by three, but go and, and find your friends and have have a good right. day. And, uh, and trust that, you know, of course, have we taught them the things they need to know to be protected out there? Um, do they know what kind of people to watch out for? Have we had those conversations? But I think that that could be a safer environment for them than than inside the house all day long does that make sense it it makes perfect sense it really does um and, and i'm listening to you and i hope you don't think that we're doing anything wrong with our children no 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 no. Um, I, no I have no i'm just because asking. because we don't put those limitations on them that they have to stay in here right you know they're allowed to go outside um eventually occasionally matthew will come in and ask if he can ride through the neighborhood and i'll tell him no but that's because mckenna follows him everywhere right and um so i'll say you know not right now i need to get her you know under lock and key because i'm not ready for her to run the neighborhood because if you knew her you would know why i'm not ready for i mean it has nothing to do with that she's four it has which is part of it but it has everything to do with who she is as a person she's not she doesn't yet have the maturity to use the things that we've been teaching her right um yeah mckenna that's why i said there's definitely age appropriateness yeah but with megan she's obviously old enough that i think that she could go and find her friends and play for a couple hours without us having constant contact or being there overlooking everything she's doing right are you are you ready okay because this is where i was going with this um is that she now doesn't want to be outside with those people um not her friends but the adults that go with those friends, um, she feels like they are judging her and that they are always watching her. And um, so she has chosen to not go do those things. Yeah. And yeah, we have a certain so, situation with certain neighbors. I that, think that, yeah. I, that and have done some right. things that are just totally. See, our, our circumstances, our situation in, in that is is affecting them being outside and exploring and doing those things more than us hindering them from doing that you know but i i grew up on i grew up on a 140 acre farm where literally we disappeared in the morning and we showed up at dinner sometimes you know sometimes it was after dinner and but we lived in the confines of that protected environment right and see you had that freedom and what i'm saying is i did not live in the confines of that protected environment and i had that same freedom right and 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 i'm not suggesting that we're wrong for not extending those same freedoms in fact looking it back at some of the things that i did i could have got really hurt oh so could we and and i want to suggest that there is an area of faith for us as well do we trust in god to to, to protect our children when, you know, we aren't around and right. stuff like that. And now I, I don't want to just say, well, God will protect them. He's like, no, that there, there comes some, some real discernment in, his, in parents in this area. You know, and th- there is, um, you know, the question is, and, and here's, here's what I'm getting at. The other day, Matthew says, hey, Dad, can I ride my bike down to the end of such and such street? Right. And I said, I, the initial thought was, no, 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 no. But then I thought about it. He's like, yeah, go ahead, drive down there, and and then as long as you're going to come right back. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, thanks, Dad. And I let him go. Well, I follow that up with a come and tell me when you're back. Okay. And that way I know. Okay. You know, 
but, it took him this long. But but I what I what I felt like I did in that scenario is I communicated to my son, yeah, go ahead and do that, and know that I trust you to make the right decision to go there and to to follow through and come back right when I asked you to come back. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I've I've extended him a little bit of trust, and and it's just a little bit. And when he when he comes through and shows that he was trustworthy in that scenario, then I may be ready to take him to the next step. Maybe he wants to go and say, hey, dad, do you mind if I go ride through the neighborhood for 15 minutes? You know, it's like, right. you know, do you number one, do you know what 15 minutes is? Are you going to be back in 15 minutes? And so and, and then, you know, I tell you what, make it 10 minutes. And, and, and that way I'm able to, you know, if, if he's not back, I'm able to go looking, you know, and, and so just little things like that. Now, of course, we've let Matt ro- walk to his friend's house, which is mm-hmm. not on our street, but the next street over and all the way at the end of that street. Mm-hmm. And and at the same time, we've said, you know, you need to call call us when you get right. there. And he has not called when he got there. But um, he doesn't know this, but <sighs> the friend's mom always calls me and says yeah. he just got here. And so but um, and we've done the same when he's come when when the friend has has come here. But um. So, I, I mean, it's really, I think, and they, they were, um, I'm going to share this for just a second. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Professor Allen in the chat room says, I think we're over aware and over cautious and over exaggerated about dangers. And um, I think we can let ourselves be. I And then um, Edith says that she disagrees. Um, there's nothing wrong with caution. And, and I agree. I agree with Edith. And I agree with Professor Allen, and I'm going to say why in just a second. Okay. okay? Um, but I followed that up with saying I try to be cautious without being paranoid. Um, I look through, I, I look at life through a filter of what my life was. We all do. We all look through it through our own filter. Okay. Sure. So, um, my, mine is mine is a different color than yours is. Yeah. Okay. And um. I, I try to to make my children not make them, but I try to teach them of the dangers without teaching them to be afraid of everything. You can't, it, and it kind of goes back to um, everything in life. You you can't not do this because of fear of failing. You can't not start your own business because you're afraid you're going to fail or you're afraid you're not going to make money. You know, it it if that is what you need to do, you at least need to stay, take the step in that direction, you know? And so I, I've been, now I'm getting all jumbled up because I feel like you're not paying attention. No, to I'm, me. I'm listening to everything you're and saying. I know you are. I, I said, I feel like that was, okay. <clears throat> um, am I making any sense? Yeah. And teaching them of the dangers that we see without making them so scared they don't leave the house. Right. Or so scared that we don't want Want them them. to ever leave the house. Absolutely. I want my kids to leave the house. Yeah. Sometimes for long periods of time. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. Stephanie and I are just looking for some time alone and we're really looking for everybody's encouragement to just push them out the door and and say, come back at dinner time. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. You know, there are some days where that's what I want. But, um... (laughs) But I don't want them to be afraid to live their life. And a lot of that starts right now. Yeah. It, it's it's exactly what you said. Are we letting them flex the wings that we want them to use later? Yes. You know, and um, I, I read somewhere you, you give your kids two things, roots and wings. Yeah. And I think that that's what I'm trying to do in that, you know, my ultimate goal is that they leave our house. Yeah. That is my goal. <laughs> I yeah. will make it there we're, we're not raising children. We're raising adults. We're raising adults. And do I want to raise an adult who's paranoid of everything? No. No, I don't. Um, but do I want to raise an adult who's so naive they screw up all the time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that they don't make wise decisions? No, yeah. I don't. Now, Matthew just recently turned eight years old. and he. he Can you believe that? A couple weeks ago. I'm sorry. Can, seriously? <sighs> just take a minute. No. Can you believe that? Not at all. Me neither. So anyway, I was going for a walk in the neighborhood and Matthew wanted to come along with me. And I said, well, Matt, you know, let me go and get some some walking in because, you know, I, I walk pretty fast and, and, you know, his little legs have a hard time keeping up with me. I said, let me go and get my walk started and then I'll meet you halfway. And this was the first time I, I mean, this was pretty far down in the neighborhood. And I said, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to call you. Make sure you have your shoes on. And when I call mom, I'm going to have her send you out the door. 
And what I want you to do is I want you to go out our street and I want you to start walking down this road <laughs> and keep walking until you find me. And this is the street we're going to meet on. And he was a little, he was a little flipped out. He's like, whoa, yeah. wait a second. Well, what, the funny what's thing going is, on here? So you called and I sent him on his way and he left and he comes back and he goes, now, which way is that street, mom? <laughs> it was hilarious. But, but it was, it was a huge deal. It you was, know, it, yeah. it's like dad's never, dad's never really trusted me to travel this far away from the home before. And, and those are the kind of things that I want to start building in. To especially, you know, now Megan, she doesn't have that desire to go out and do things, but I, I want to find ways to build that in for Megan as well. But that, that's something I've been intentional of in doing with Matthew because he has desired to, to kind of stray out a little further from the, from the home. Right. And I want to give him, you know, because he's got some other friends who live more than one street down. He's got friends who live two or three streets down. And I'm not ready yet. To say, yes, yeah, son, go ahead and be back within two or three hours. Right. I'm not quite there yet because he, I haven't, I haven't, he's not built up that much trust with me yet. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. But what I need to do is I need to say, okay, you here. You need to give him situations where he can build up that trust. Here are the guidelines that I'm setting for forward for you in, in this newfound freedom. Let me see how you operate within these guidelines. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and and there may be times and, and I've even thought about this and tell me if this sounds crazy, but I, I don't think it does. And even if it does, I may still do it. Um, but <clears throat> I've been thinking about, you know, just letting Matt say, you know, one day, hey, you know, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to let you I'm going to I'm going to tell you, you can ride your bike through the entire neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, just go and have a great time. Ride through the neighborhood. Don't stop and talk to anybody. Unless you see a friend from school, you can stop and talk. That's fine. But if anybody stops and talks to you, you just keep going and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I, I want you to do that, but I want you to come back within 20 minutes. Okay. And I was thinking about, you know, I might let him go and do that and I might quote unquote follow him yeah. through the neighborhood and just see what kind of things he's doing out there and, and stuff like that just to see how he handles that situation. I don't see, know. Now, I would... I would say if I was giving him, I mean, I would have no problem with giving him those same guidelines. Although I would say not to stop and talk to anyone. Um, You could say hi to a friend as you're riding by, but not to stop because our son is like his father and he is the king of distractions. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be four hours and he'll be, oh, well, I was playing soccer with so-and-so in the backyard. You know, it's um, that that's just who he is. But I love that you said um, you said something about him not being ready to leave the home. What did, do you remember exactly how you worded that? I don't know. No, that, that he is, he's, he's, that he is ready to venture out. Yeah, he, is that he, what you were yeah, saying? Yeah, he's okay. starting to get to the point where he's, okay. he's ready to start saying, Dad, I'd love some freedom yeah. to travel more than two streets down the, th- through the neighborhood. I, you know, there's somebody who lives on, you know, the, now he hasn't asked yet. No. But, but I know, he yeah. knows where a couple of his friends from school live and they live on and the opposite side of the same neighborhood mm-hmm. where, to be honest with you, if I was his age, when I was his age, you would have, I would have already been right. out there playing all day long. Absolutely. So what I'm saying though is I know that this is a point where he's not asked to do this, but I want to be able to extend to him the freedom to go and do that sort of thing. Absolutely. Well, and here, here's how I'm going to tie it into the whole being adult thing is that um, on Tuesday, okay, back up. On Saturday, when we were in Tennessee, Matthew lost his glasses at Dollywood. Yeah. He got to go to Dollywood with Uncle Michael and, and his two cousins, and um, they fell out of, a, out of his pocket on a ride. And um, the 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 people who were working the ride specifically told him to take them off and to put them in his pocket and they fell out of his pocket on the on the roller coaster. So anyway, on Tuesday, I picked him up from school and I took him to get um, a new eye exam because he was due for one anyway and um, and new glasses. And we had this amazing conversation in the car on the way there. And he was telling me that he um, he wants to be a building engineer and um, he was talking about how how come how come men can be how come men can have a career and be dads, but some moms are just moms, and but some moms have a career and are moms too. And so we were having this whole discussion, and um, 
then he said, he goes, you know what, mommy? Sometimes, sometimes I don't want a career. I don't. And I said, I understand that. I understand that. But I said, you are a man or you're going to be a man. But I told him you are a man. And, um, you know, you're going to grow up and you're going to get married and have a wife and have children. And it will be your job to provide for them. If we never let him leave our house to drive down to ride his bike down the street, how are we ever supposed to expect him to grow up and be a responsible man? Right. So anyway. Well, he, anyway, if did you, you follow any of that, were I you did. listening to yes, me? Yes, a man. How are we ever going to do that? I just don't even feel like you're listening to I'm me. I'm sorry, just because I'm not making eye contact. What okay. I, I'm, I, a, I'm a woman. Need the eye contact I know, to like verify that you're actually listening I to me. I understand that. We're at 55 minutes. I'm trying to wrap things up here, and I'm looking at things, how we can wrap this up. First of all, I'd like to say that this conversation and, and the thoughts of this really got me to thinking uh, because of something that Maggie posted in the forum, which if you go to gspn.tv forward slash forum, you'll be able to go to the section called Family from the Heart. When you get there, there's a section titled How to Lick a Slug, and it says slash free range kids. And by the way, let me just read this section real quick. It says... Uh, this is from the description of freerangekids.wordpress.com. It's just a blog. It says, do you, ever, do you ever let your kids ride a bike to the library, walk alone to school, take a bus solo? Or are you even thinking about it? If so, you're raising free range, a free-range kid. At Free Range, we believe in safe kids. We believe in helmets, card seats, safety belts. We do not believe that every time school-age children go outside, they need a security detail. Most of us grew up free-range and lived to tell the tale. Our kids deserve no less. This site is dedicated to sane parenting. Share your stories, tell your tips, and maybe one day I'll try to collect them into a book. Meantime, let's take the time to help our kids embrace life and maybe even clear the table. That's awesome. Anyway, so Maggie, first of all, I want to just say thank you for posting this conversation and starting this conversation in our forum. And by the way, I encourage you, uh, for those of you who are listening to this, head over to gspn.tv slash forum, go to Family from the Heart section, find this and tell us your thoughts. And better yet, if it, it, those of you who are brave enough to do so, why not give us a call and let us know your thoughts on the topic and that phone number, of course, Stephanie, is area code 859-795-4067. One more time. 859-795-4067. Exactly. And, of course, uh, we love to hear from you. Thank you again to Chrissy, who called in earlier. And thank you to Mardell.com, L-M-A-R-D-E-L.com. I don't think that Stephanie and I are overprotective, but at the same time, I just want to make sure that we're thinking about these things. Are we preparing our children for adulthood? Is there some freedoms that, you know, now that our kids are getting older, you know, it's time to evaluate the age appropriateness of the amount of trust and freedom and and stuff like that that we give to our children. And something that, you know, I, I think that could go overlooked in, our, in what I think can be a very paranoid culture. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the, I think personally, I think the world today is very much like it was in the early days, although I think it's more dangerous on the online stuff yes. than it ever has, obviously, because it didn't exist before. But out in the world, we still, ha- we may not have had the, what is that called? The Angie's List or the, the, what? the list with all yes. the sexual. Um, Amber. Is oh. It- no, no. I, the Amber Alert is the thing that. Yeah, I don't know. There's a the, For, Megan's Law. Is that what it's yes, called? Yes. Yes. Megan's Law, which child, so. you know, sexual predators or whatever, uh, sexual offenders have to be registered, and uh, you can look that kind of stuff up. And we've had some of those folks who lived in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. which obviously, you know, it's, it's a real concern. But those people lived out in neighborhoods when we were kids, and those people hung out at playgrounds when we were kids, and. I'm telling you, when I was walking to second grade, cars pulled over and says, hey, would you like a ride to school? And I went running. Uh, so, you know what? I, that, those are the, just the you things. You have to that give I, your kids the tools that it's going to take to make it. Yeah. No matter if they're going to stay inside 
or venture down the street. And this is something I think that each of us as parents have to decide because on our own what's right for our family. Not all not all predators are hanging out in parks or you know, driving up in a car. It, yeah. It's you have to give your kids the tools. Yeah, they may to even be use the discernment. They may be. In my case, they were in my own home. Yeah, you know, they may be in your church. They may be in your school. You have to give your kids the the tools that it's going to take to use the discernment to decide what situations are right and which situations are wrong. Right. Exactly okay. what she just said. Hey, I want to tell you guys about some new podcasts. Uh, if you haven't heard about it already. Head over to socialmediaserenity.com. That's socialmediaserenity.com. It's all about social networking and how we can uh, use social networking tools to benefit our lives without it overtaking our lives. And also, if you're a small to medium business owner, you don't want to miss a brand new podcast called Business Tech Weekly. Find that one at businesstechweekly.com. God bless you all. We'll be back next week. Until next time, join the community.